cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. We're excited. We're excited. Such excitement. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Malia and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica. Um, should we start with what we're drinking, Lisa? I think we should. So shout out to producer Tom, who chose the um, beer this week. Named. I don't know if... Um, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I always try to do my best. That's a uh, Dollhouse reference. You guys don't, haven't seen that though, have Not you? Yet. Oh, so I just found a Dollhouse podcast. So I've been really excited about that this week. It's called um, Did I Fall Asleep? If anybody wants to watch. They actually started oh. about the same time we did. So ah. they're up to episode eight now as well, Ooh. which is super exciting. No um, so I've been really enjoying that. Um, cool. The beer. Uh, so we are drinking white rabbit because rabbits have flesh and bone. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Look, as the season goes on, we're going to have increasingly stretched metaphoric <laughs> beer choices. So well, it's okay. He tried. He tried. It's and good. it's a new. It's a new brand. We haven't had a white rabbit before, and they're a locally brewed beer. We so like our local beer. Which is in. Yeah. Um, don't forget, guys. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Beers Beats BSG. Um, you can see us drinking beers, posting about the show screenshots of the show us recording just all um, the things all really the things. and lisa do we have any reviews this week we have a review that's Woo. super exciting so shout out to uh Karis, who wrote us a review she said i'd never watched battlestar galactica before and began watching along with the podcast lisa and Melia are great love the show love the podcast and wish i had these two for every new show i'm obsessed with Aww. which is you know maybe we need more um you know we, we need a bit more time to do that, yep. but um, <laughs> by all means, like, well, thank you. That's great. We'll try. Yeah. We try to always try to find someone for all the shows that I, um, I like as well. So exactly. Oh, um, thanks so much for leaving the review. Um, if you want to leave us a review guys, don't forget you can do that through um, the podcast app um, or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. We are on a number of platforms. Um, and today we are going to talk about the eighth episode of the first season called flesh and bone. Um, it was directed by Brad Turner and it was written by Tony Graffer. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa, you might remember Tony Graffer wrote Bastille Day, um, yeah. the Tom Zarek intro episode, mm-hmm. um, which was, I mean, so far one of my favorite episodes. Definitely so. one of mine. I miss Tom's. When's Zarek coming back? I want to see Zarek again. I assume point. he has to because he's so good. But yeah. yeah. Yay for the terrorism episodes. They're always <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, well, we did have some terrorism again in this episode. So um, good. I thought Tony Graffer's writing worked well yeah. in this episode. Um, overall, overall, I thought that her writing was strong. The direction was a little hit and miss. Mm. Um, Although the scene with the... Yeah. <laughs> I really understood what that The meant. whoosh. <laughs> the the whoosh. whoosh. I think I made a pretty good whoosh sound. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah. that effect is awesome. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, I liked it. It was kind of a slow pace, mm-hmm. I thought. Like I think compared spending to other a lot episodes. of time with just two people will yeah. always feel slow as well. Absolutely. And just like, um, yeah, so I liked it, but I wouldn't say it's like, oh my God, I loved it. Like I definitely preferred the Best previous the one. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was a really good episode. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think like, you know, like last week, it isn't a mind-blowing episode, um, but it moves the plot along. We're starting to get to the, towards the end of the season. So we're mo- I can see chess pieces moving around. Mm. Um, and, I, I, you know, you can kind of feel that they're building up to certain character arcs. Um, but it also like 
raises interesting political questions um, and it resets, you know, or rests, sorry, on the central focuses of the show, like religion, military, politics, ethics. Mm. Um, my main gripe, and we can talk about this properly in the beat by beat, is like, for frack's sake, tone down the exposure on Caprica. Like, mm. unless you're trying to say that it's like radiation central, like tone down that contrast. Mm. It was like overwhelming. Yeah. It was like when you first got iMovie in 2003 and you could put filters on things and you just went crazy with overexposure <gasps> oh my God. And, and saturation. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it was probably around that time. I so. have got, definitely got photos from back in the day and I'm like, man, I just wish I hadn't done that. All like the ones I when you're on the roller coaster. So cool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it was so good. Like all of the saturated colors. Yeah. And I was like, oh so my artistic. God, this is the best effect. And I'm so almost like, I'm so photographer cool. I'm so, so great. edgy yeah yeah, yeah nah. that must have been a really sad point for art teachers when it was like everyone <laughs> just submitted their projects with like iMovie filters like yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of my like middle of high school because I always wanted to be a filmmaker so I was always making films yeah. and art were probably just like a filter like an overexposed version of like me walking down a hill yeah meaningful meaningful deep (laughs) so that was distressing but everything else was pretty good Mm. um i guess we can start with that because we were on caprica at the beginning of this episode well Well, yeah in a dream sequence yeah Yeah. which is the first kind of dream sequence yeah i think that we've had i mean apart from the i wish this was a video like the starbuck (laughs) like touching herself like her ear oh yeah apart from the zach yeah, sex show. Actually, producer Ooh. Tom does a really good Starbucks face. Uh, <laughs> he just did. Just we'll then. get it on the uh, social channels yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah, this was. Um, yeah, President Roslyn was dreaming. I thought this was quite a Lynchian scene, actually. Interesting. Like, because people were kind of saying like weird cryptic stuff and she was also acting very like <gasps> like it was I don't know there was something about the way it was lit it was very yeah. stagey and then also her being like what's going on it was very huh. cryptic did Lynch start that whole cryptic dream sequence thing uh, I don't think he started I think he just kind of popularized it because yeah. it became like a signature style like that kind of dream sequence that has um visual tenets that mm. are like clearly it's a dream um, like the kind of theatrics of it. Yeah. I think that that became associated with him. I think especially but for television he, yeah. maybe because yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, he definitely, definitely a lot of the Pete. stuff that he did on TV yeah. was very different mm. um, than what a lot of people had done before. And mm. certainly for those who are watching the new Twin Peaks, episode eight was definitely very, very different from most <laughs> television. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but yeah, really interesting to start with this kind of dream sequence. Mm. Um and yeah. yeah, just really interesting seeing, uh, like, Rosalind mm. in that way. She's yeah, just so she different. Ne- that is not her her real life, so to speak, or her public persona. Mm. Um, and, yeah, she – it was – it was a very kind of different look for her, you know. She, um, yeah, she basically she sees the Cylon that we saw last saw on Ragnar Anchorage, mm-hmm. um, the one with the blonde hair, who we do get a name of later Leoben? in the episode. Is that, yeah, Leoben yeah. Kanoi or Kanoi. Mm. Should we just um, call him Leoben? For I think the sake we should just episode? call him Leoben. Yeah, yeah, and like what we do with Doral, yeah. who's you know we don't know what number Cylon he is, but we yeah. know he's a Cylon. Yeah. So yeah, she meet, re-meets or sees um, Leoben, the Leoben Cylon. And he kind of warns her of soldiers. She runs away. He hides her behind a tree. And then she kind of looks at him and he kind of looks at her and they have this like moment. And then he like, as you, as you so eloquently put it, <laughs> whooshes away. Like he's like sucked away. 
it was a really cool effect. It's um, a really, really yeah. cool effect. It was cool. Um, yeah, cool and I liked that. It made me think about last week and sort of the six degrees of separation mm. where six is sort of uh, appearing to other people and it kind of feels like the show is trying to tell us that they can somehow get into our head. Mm. And, like, I guess especially, like, and we'll go into this later in the episode because Leo Ben is obviously this, like, prophetic mm. kind of destiny person. Mm. Like, I don't know, what does that say? And kind of with the God question, I mean, there's a lot. I'm mm. not going to go into it now. Because, All the things. Because that's a theme, a theme mm. conversation, but yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, from the get-go of this episode, he's very kind of um, like an oracle, mm. you know. And, and it was very dream sequence in, in that setting. Yeah. Um, and he calls her Laura, which no one like ever really calls her Laura. It's really interesting. Yeah. He calls everyone by their first name. Yeah. Um, which I yeah, that's did a good note up. in my notes. Um, Particularly when you're so used to military like protocol which is rampant you know in this show and yeah. so everyone just automatically calls each other their yeah surnames. but i mean moving on to what happens on caprica um six calls boom yeah. sharon as yeah. well so yeah. i wonder what like and actually they yeah they draw that with humanity it. so mm. um they're like oh but she's she's acting human anyway so mm. i find that interesting it's probably yeah, that's a good pickup yeah yeah. Mm. yeah let's um come back to that for sure um oh yeah so he calls her laura she wakes up she's sweaty and billy's at the door um while she she kind of like is checking her pills and mm. she says to him, oh, it must she be looks side really effects sick. from the camella. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, the, the cancer. The cancer and it stuff. might do that. But yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, he, the reason he wakes her up is because he says that the captain of the Geminon Traveller, which is another civilian ship in the fleet, um, have found a Cylon on board um, that they identified by the photos that were sent out to the fleet a couple of episodes ago. Mm. Um, and that man is li- li- referred to as Leoben um, Conoy, who's yeah. played by Callum Keith Rennie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we don't know if the other guy on Ragnar Anchorage was called Leoben, but this copy that they've found is called Leoben um, Conoy. So, wait, they. I thought they knew the guy on the Anchorage was called His that. name was that. See, I was really confused about this because I was like, how do they know his name unless they've, he's like a civilian mm. in the fleet or whatever? But then it seems like no one had a record of him and he like like the Doral that showed up a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. They just insert themselves and um, the six copy that they yeah. had last week. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe actually I've got it the other way around and yeah. it was the other one that was called Leoben and then this guy's yeah. going with the same name yeah. or something. Strange. Anyway, anyway, they knew his name and so now we can call him Leoben, which is cool. Um, and so the president and Adama have a conversation about what to do with him, you know, or the Cylon, I should say, and Adama wants to destroy it immediately. Um, there's a lot of it versus him language mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting this scene. Yeah, very you know, interesting. Adama's like, get rid of it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Roslyn's like, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to have him interrogated. Yeah. Um, but I love, like, one thing that was weird to me in this scene, I want to hear your perspective on this, is, like, I totally agreed with, where both of them were coming from, from a mm. character perspective. I think they're both motivated to have that those attitudes. Yeah. And I love when the president was like, it's not a request. Like, mm. no, that's what we're doing. But I found it weird that Adama was like, I've dealt with this model before. And I was like, for how long? Like, yeah. it, it didn't really seem like they had a real heart-to-heart in the anchorage. Like, it was more he was taunting him and being like, yeah. a, you know, obviously a weirdo mm. when they were in the... Um, when Adama was stuck with him um, on yeah at the anchorage, um, rather than like, you know, they never questioned him. Like they just left him there. 
So I kind of felt like that was a bit of a stretch for Adama to be saying that. I wonder if they're trying to do something like that, though, because, I mean, given the end of the episode Mm. and like it's not. Yeah. Obviously, if you're watching, you've watched. If you're listening, you've watched the episode. But um, given the end of the episode, uh, maybe they were just playing into that. Because like, Mm. obviously, if he is a Cylon, then it would be in his interest if this guy was talking to get rid of him. But I mean, honestly, like he was in the anchorage with him. So like if Mm. Adama was a Cylon, he would have gotten the same symptoms obviously so it's obviously not the case but um i don't think (laughs) but Mm. yeah but yeah i thought it was interesting how i I didn't really expect adama to be like that like i would have expected adama to To be a little bit more or to want to talk to him as well like i mean the thing is is at the end of the day exactly like it's just like a little bit of time like i think that if you can Mm. learn something it's good but maybe he was just concerned that um, from his previous experience, yeah, that he would mess up mm. someone's head, but then mm. sent Starbucks. So I yeah, don't know. exactly. Mm. Yeah, that was yeah. So then, um, when the president's like, "Well, too bad, we're going to interrogate him." Um, Adama gets Starbucks to do it. He, you know, approaches her when she's working on the radar. <laughs> this is like I'm clearly a horrible person, but my note for this scene was Starbucks cane walk is funny because <laughs> she just looks really like it looks like a prop, like yeah. it looks like a total prop. And I was like, did you just pick that up and go to the scene? I don't know, it was weird. It was a funny walk. Um, but anyway, they oh, have now a in my head, I just got like Monty Python Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> I was like, anytime I hear, anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> we diverge. Um, yeah, he wants her to interrogate and bring it in. And he, he gives her this additional kind of like um, warning speech, I guess, of, you know, saying that the Leoban Cylon mixes lies with truth mm. and he'll get in your head. And, um, you know, this is the first we kind of hear directly of Starbucks mummy issues mommy issues like they're kind of touched on in this scene where she says something like oh i would never have well i you know never heard a good word about like i don't there's nothing in my head anyway that's what my mum used to say about me oh yeah to him yeah yeah yeah. which then becomes later in the episode yeah the episode so yeah and then um then we have the flash forward and the opening um and we cut back in after the opening um the proper opening credits to a scene with boomer um, and Galactica Tyrrell. Boomer. Galactica Boomer, yeah. Um, and Boomer continues to just be really creepy about singing Rick a lullaby, the I believe. Yeah. She's really subtle. She's like, no, like, if you were worried there were silence in the fleet, um, you would, you know, you would not look at that behavior as odd at all. Mm. Like, you're not incriminating yourself whatsoever. But then also says, I'm a Cylon. I know. That was so actually really funny, though. It was like, so funny. I found funny. it really funny because Tyrrell was just, like, horrified. So cheeky. She just cheeky. <laughs> yeah. And she just looks at him and goes, I'm a Cylon. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, and, I, I mean, well, I found it funny. And then, yeah, obviously he's like, it's not funny. And she's just like, well, would it change anything? And I guess, like, to a point, like, I, I guess what she was getting at by that is, like, you probably – think I am because mm. you're like so uppity about everything but I'm also like dude you're acting like a Cylon like she's if you singing actually, lullabies yeah, to the you, radar if you wanted to not be perceived in that way don't like sing to another Cylon and say how much you know it and give them tips that like help them like work it out because you're a Cylon anyway it was it was funny I was, was laughing into scene. my beer I yeah. don't think it was heard <laughs> Um, so that was a scene. Um, that was a scene. <laughs> yeah. That was the only real, oh, that was the only real scene we get with Boomer and Tyrrell. This, yeah, with Tyrrell, yeah. that was always saw this, um, mm. this episode, um, uh, which is fine in my opinion, you know, yeah, it's not I'm the most okay interesting person we see. Um, and then, um, 
Starbuck and Adama have a little chat before she goes to interrogate the Leoban Cylon. Mm. Um, you know, I like at one point she was like, it looks like just like a person. It's like, yeah, f- like, isn't that the point? Like, and she does this whole big thing about there are mini sweating. copies. They look like us. Like, yeah, like she's really yeah, wigging she really, out about yeah. it. She's like, why is it sweating? Why yeah. is it like? And you know, I don't know. Anyway, oh wait, sorry, it wasn't with the Dharma. It was with the other guards. Yeah, yeah, with That's the when other she guards gets on there. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was kind of interesting to see how like the wider fleet are reacting to human looking Cylons mm. because we've really only heard before they made the public announcement to the fleet. It was really only like Adama and Roslyn and Bolta and Ty that knew that they could take that form. Mm. And Bolter is already, you know, off on his, like, you know, cuckoo um, area. And we friend haven't, of the podcast. you know, friend of the pod. Uh, we haven't really seen anyone engage with Cylons other than with the six copy um, or, you know, at the very beginning of the mm. series. So, yeah, it was interesting watching her kind of, uh, yeah, her freak out about the sweat stuff. Um, you know, she calls it a thing. thing. She yep. says she doesn't care. Not caring about it is like her kind of, yeah, it's, um, you know, you can kind of tell, I think, from the first scene with her and Leoben that this is not going to go well. Um, and it's she's funny not the right person yeah, to have said. she's not. <laughs> she's like, she's got this whole like, oh, I'm so cool about it thing, but it's this mm-hmm. whole like... The way she acts totally betrays her, which I think mm. maybe is really good acting on her part. Like, yeah. she's trying to do, like, this whole, like... Bravado. I don't even care, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you can tell from all of her actions that she's really unnerved by, like, yes. you yeah. know, why would you bother with hunger? Like, why would you bother with pain? I don't understand. And, like, her whole concept. Like, mm-hmm. her arc in this episode, like, I think it's a bit... I don't love every way of how it's done, but I think her arc in this episode is really interesting. Yeah. You can see her mind, like how she changes from being like, oh, it's just a stupid machine. It's just an it to like, yeah, is it kind of a human? Like, I I think like Katie Sackhoff's like acting and Starbuck like has graded on me in the past because of that bravado that Mm. I just feel is like very like one note. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of hard to get more from her. I mean, we're early in the series, but what I liked in this um, episode is that her performance against Callum Keith, Callum Keith Rennie kind of underscored mm. or added like a layer of nuance. So you see that she is actually playing a character yeah. rather than her just being bolshy and bold and yeah. kind of, man, I'm one of the boys all the time. You see that's like her own form of like armor. But I think that that is quite common, especially with like newer actors yeah. in TV series. Yeah. Like, um, so I love Orphan Black, which mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people listen to. And I know that the first few episodes, um, I found, uh, what's her name? Tatiana mm-hmm. Masley, yep. who's an amazing actress. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic totally. in the show. But the first few episodes were a bit like, mm, I don't know if mm. you're really doing this. So I think sometimes it just takes a bit. And especially she is surrounded by amazing, mm. obviously experienced actors who, yeah. Um, probably spending time with her. So I think she's just kind of fun in her group. She's fun in her group. And she mm. had a lot more time to yeah. shine too in this episode. Um, you know, she wasn't acting against like a um, robot, yeah. like, a, like a literal, well, like, well, 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 like, you know, the, um, I mean like the radar. Yeah, yeah, You know, because like that or doesn't just really communicate. to herself. Yeah, that was yeah. a thing. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, we're mentally blocking that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've repressed that. Her, um... <laughs> Yeah, so she's, she interrogates Con, um, Conoy, who tells her that he was, like, praying. He wants to get friendly with her, and she's not having a bar of it. Mm. My notes for this scene are, like, um, Leoben is, like, every creepy guy who hits on you at a bar after you've told him you're not interested. And they're like, no, but tell me about yourself. Like, and, and you're, you're like, like no, no, go away. I don't want to talk to you. I'm, I'm just okay here. Just let me read my book. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, and they're like, I want to talk about you to you about a lot of things. Just... Like my nuclear warhead I've planted. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, I really read that scene as like yeah. him just being like that kind of guy that in any other situation she probably would have just punched him yeah. and left. Yeah. But it's like, no, her job is to like extract information from yeah. him. Random side note. <laughs> so another TV series I've been watching is this show called Younger, which is mm-hmm. just fantastic. And she's in a bar and this guy's hitting on her and like she's like, oh, I'm waiting for my boyfriend and it doesn't work. And then she just goes, I'm 41. And he just is like, oh, I see my friends over there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm 45. And they'll yeah. just be like, what? You're like, yeah. Run for the hills. Bye. I'm okay with that. And I'm not 45, but I'm <laughs> totally fine with saying that I am to get rid of creepy guys. Yeah. Anyway, Whatever I digress. Works, <laughs> Whatever works. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. The, I think one thing we should talk about with this first scene between them is that um, he knows that she's Starbuck. Yeah. And, she's, and he says something like, I was right. I saw it. Like he's had like a prior briefing or something. Mm. Um, See, okay. So my kind of theory on these things, like this kind of Mm. thing Mm. um, and and a lot of the stuff that happens later when he's talking about her mother and whatever, I think he's kind of like a John Oliver. Like, you know, when like you've got these people who talk to the dead and sorry if anybody's like into this stuff, but like they just like really good at like asking leading questions and sort of like. John Oliver. Oh, sorry, John. John the host um, of the... Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of John. Uh, who's the other guy? We're getting a fact check. over yeah. with John something. Is his name John, John Oliver? Edwards. John Edwards. Oh, yeah. I was like, Not I'm John sure. Oliver. <laughs> John Oliver's great. We love John we Oliver. Love him. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> John Edwards. John Edwards. I get you. I yeah, get you now. He's like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of like um, the person who like knows... <laughs> Like uh, they just know how to read people mm. just well enough to kind to, of like trick them to trick them into yeah. kind of giving them the information they that buttons. they need. Mm. And so it's like, okay, so Starbuck, it's probably pretty easy to understand that it was her. I mean, he's mm. been around the fleet for ages, like as they say, mm. like, and she's pretty well known, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, and she's injured and yeah. like, she's I mean, distinctive. Yeah. I think that that's not too hard to have it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So um, I think that's fine, um, mm. but I think that um, I think that even the other stuff, like I think that he's, re- I think maybe rather than being prophetic, I think mm. that he's just maybe inbuilt with this mm. being able to read people mm. really well. That's really interesting. Mm. It's interesting. So he's um, the John Edwards. Oh. <laughs> Not Oliver. Hey. Not Oliver. Oh, good. We got there. Um, yeah, and then he kind of drops that bombshell at the end by saying, well, I planted a nuclear warhead on one of these fleet ships and it's going to go off in about eight hours. Mm. Um, so, you know, right from the get-go, I was like, no, you didn't. This is totally a ploy. <laughs> and not because I've watched it already, but I was just like, no, I don't I, buy I know that. This. <laughs> I just didn't buy it because, like, if he was on a civilian ship, when they captured him, mm. they would have, if, if he had the nuclear warhead with him, they would have found it. But then if you're a civilian, I assume because of, like, resources being stretched, you don't just, like, zip around the fleet and, like, drop something off here and pick up something else. Like, I assume that you're pretty confined to your living quarters. So what you're so... telling me is you're like Leoben. <laughs> you've completely – you can see into the future. I can see into the future. And you've completely worked this out because you've already seen the series before. Well, that wasn't actually the reason that I knew. <laughs> but I was just super sus on it. I was like, no, you haven't. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you. You. I didn't yeah, really think I, I didn't it was believe a thing. it. Yeah. But Adama believed it. Well, he instructed the fleet to take precautionary checks. Well, I think that that's um, like doing due diligence. Do. Like totally. it's like any time yeah. there's a bomb threat, it's yeah. like you don't have to do it and probably it's stupid to yeah. do it, but like you have to because otherwise people will come back and be yeah, like, totally. "Well, why didn't you?" Oh, I guess you I should rephrase that. I guess I mean more like I feel like the show wanted us to believe that there might be one. So yeah. they had like Adama and Rosalind and all that react like 
expectedly. Like, yeah. they've got to cover their bases. But, um, yeah, you know, he, yeah, he takes, Adama gets the fleet to take precautionary checks. Um, and he reassures um, Starbuck that Leoben's just trying to get into her head um, and not to take any chances mm. and just to be really, you know, he's doing the dad thing. Mm. Um, oh, in his do own you think way. that maybe he has a fatherly love for her? I, I think it might have been touched on in a really subtle episode once. <laughs> really you know, subtle. Really subtle. Um, we have more scenes with. Um, Leoben and Starbuck. He yep. gets right into the god thing. Yeah, Cylons, right? Like no small talk. Mm, just no like straight to talk. Jesus. Straight. Well, not well, Jesus, but they god. never yeah. specifically mention. So one, I thought yeah. about this. I'm gonna sneeze. Like it's gonna come. <laughs> so if I randomly sneeze, it's just like I just thought I'd warn everybody. <laughs> Wait, was that what you thought of, or you thought of something else? <laughs> no, I had something to say, and then I thought I was gonna sneeze into the mic. I thought you were like. I've thought of something and it's that I'm going to sneeze. And I was like, cool. Um, no, so I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how he's talking about like um, being uploaded to like a motherboard, mm. blah, blah, blah. So it's a weird mix of like Abrahamic religions and Buddhism because mm-hmm. there's this idea of reincarnation as opposed mm. to like heaven. So there's like not a mm. heaven. They're like talking about like cycles and and loops. And so I don't know, that was my thing to say. And well, my sneeze guess- is gone. So yeah. Just needed to talk about religion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess this show so far hasn't... It's committed to having, like, one... Cylons have one god, you know, the... um, the civilization, like the people's civilization anyway, seem, like has multiple gods, you know, the 12 colonies and the 12 lords of Kobol and mm. all that. Um, so they have a slightly different approach. But I wouldn't... Yeah, I guess, like, the Buddhism inclusion is interesting because I would see that as more the show trying to differentiate its own Kind religion, of one so religion. Speak. Yeah, to not just be like, this, yeah. is, re- this is relative to this religion as yeah. Judaism is to Christianity. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of I, I wasn't I, – I more meant to in that last week I talked about it being kind of yeah, Abrahamic yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah, like yeah. – and so then looking at it again this week and the idea of, like, how they kind of talk about reincarnation, mm, yeah. I was like, okay, well, maybe I miss – And it was actually – it was very Buddhisty when he was kind of Buddhisty. Um, it was very, like, you know, I see the planets, I see everything – I can see here and into the future and what was past. Like, that's very kind of like, you know, the the ongoing and mm. ever, ever flowing, like, presence. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, you know, he has a whole has a whole spiel. He, like, basically turns from that annoying guy at the bar to, like, stoned bro at a party. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, see I, see, I see that. I see I the planet. I see the universe. Oh. Everything. I have something to tell you about the future. This is all a cycle. <laughs> yeah. I know. And you know, Starbucks just Today like, you're interrogating mm. me. Next time I'll be interrogating you. Like, yes, it's all... Yes, so sim- Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that was interesting that we haven't talked about in this kind of scenes with them is the food thing, which is just mm, kind of adding yeah, to, like... Starbucks sort of... Yeah, they both try to intimidate the other. Like, yeah. he tries to intimidate her with religion. She tries to intimidate him by kind of, you know, being status. Like you're not being, a real human. Yeah, eating in front of him and kind of, you know, having him get smacked around by a guard. And she asserts her, um, you know, authority in a way, like, by brute force. Yeah. Whereas he asserts his authority through the words that he uses and, and how he uses them. I would argue that he's better at it than she is. Yes. Yeah. And I think she... Understands that. that. Mm. I think that's why she has the guards smack him around. Yeah. You know? And she lectures him about feeling pain and being, like, human when when he gets smacked around. Mm. And Yeah, you kind of see... I think that's the scene where you see her start to kind of... I wouldn't say break, because she doesn't really break at any point, but you start to see her, like... Doubting. She's not in control, really. 
calm. Yeah. So that's all that. So, but then I was thinking about that because when she's like, oh, but why bother with hunger? And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, I mean, they need to have an energy source, mm. right? So it makes sense that it would yeah. be food. It's quite simplistic. Like, yeah. I mean, like... There's no battery mm. that we know of. Mm. Yeah, they don't plug in. Like. Yeah, so I think that that was my justification in my head. But mm. hey, maybe we'll find out more about it later. Mm. Anyway, um, to the next scene. Yeah, we had a scene with Bolter. Um, he continues working on the silent detector, which is apparently just cracking along fine now. Yeah, um, all of a sudden. Yeah, and like Boomer shows up. He you look a, he, wonderful. You look wonderful. I love like just waste no time in hitting on someone. His just like maybe I'll go for a brunette. Like, it's just mm-hmm, so like, great always, yeah. and especially in these scenes with her. Six is always so great because yeah. the way that she reacts to him reacting to things is always so great. Yeah, like yeah, he's, but he's just got like, that like goofy like yeah, cutie face that he's trying yeah. to do, and Boomer's like dead charming. Yeah, yeah, like Boomer's just like I'm really like I've got a mission here. I'm doing a thing, and he's yeah. just like got this like goofy like. James Callis. He's a good, they're a good foil to each other, actually. Yeah. Because again, we're getting to the point in the season now, which is good, where you're starting to see pairings of characters that haven't, you know, at the Paired beginning, it's like, who yeah. are these people? Mm. And now we're at a point where we're like, oh, that that is interesting. It is interesting seeing that dynamic mm. between them. Um, so, yeah, no, that was, um, that was a good, yeah. So she comes in, um, she kind of turns the, like, chickens out, and then he's like, nope, like, I'm going to be tested as a Cylon in the first batch, and... I love how Six is just like, what's her rush? Like, what she got to hide? Like, really just lays it on thick. Um, she knows. She totally knows. I mean, mm. she's probably, you know, like, how many of them are there? Like, 12. And that particular There six, are many copies, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. That was more my point. Mm. But I also feel like with that particular Six, mm. she seems to have, to kind of your point about... um about Leoben before she seems to have this kind of more all-encompassing knowledge like mm. the way that she kind of advises Bolter to do certain things yeah. and knows about the repercussions of things like yeah anyway she's she's got tickets um but she um yeah you know she point like Boomer points out that she saved um I think she eloquently says I saved your ass yeah <laughs> and you owe me yeah which is <laughs> um, fair which is true and um, so man, you shouldn't cashed it in like this i know so bolter's like okay fine i'll take you on as a beta test subject mm. and run the test on you um and we'll check it back in with them in a couple scenes um then we we have more scenes with um starbuck and the guards pretty pretty you know heavily torturing leoben at this so point with the- i was thinking about this actor mm. because like they're like waterboarding him mm. and like that's a thing that we're watching happen mm-hmm. like did he have to be waterboarded for this yeah i don't know i mean i was watching the way that it was cut and because they go you see him get his head shoved in the water and then they usually cut back to starbuck reacting that but they also do have a couple of scenes where it underwater holds. yeah and oh, they have yeah, a couple yeah. of scenes where it holds and i'm like oh my god that must be awful for him yeah yeah like, i mean ha- yeah it wouldn't have been as long as i think what's shown yeah but yeah it wouldn't have been a fun shoot for that no (laughs) not at all yeah um i did like the line you're a bunch of circuits with a bad haircut yeah that was pretty great yeah that was pretty good yeah um oh i jumped so hard when so like starbuck um you know has the the guards like leave them um and you know he tells her that he's like he He can do things you know yeah yeah, i know what will happen and what time and it's not time yet and he gives her all this like "Mm," language and then, like, yeah, I don't know why. She was like, yeah, sure, leave me with him. Like, again, like, 
And then yeah. he was like, oh, I could do all these things. And she's like, well, then do them. And he's like, oh, not yet. And then all of a sudden, he's just like out of his chains, Bam! throws a he table. Like, and you're yeah. like, whoa. He like breaks out of the chains, throws the table aside, pins her to the wall, like, you know, hand around her neck. Like, oh. it was it was an awesome scene. Like, it was played really well. But yeah, I was like, girl, why did you let him, like, why would you leave yourself alone with him? Mm. Like, I don't know if it was arrogance or curiosity or Well, she probably just thought it was yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I know. I'm victim shaming. <laughs> Don't victim shame, Melia. I'm um, feeling very triggered right now. <laughs> but actually, that was after that scene when all the guards run back in. That's when she gets them to start waterboarding him. Yeah. And she tells him he's going to drown in the bucket and he says he can't die. And she astutely, I think, at this point, you know, points out that he may be too far away to, like, transfer back or be mm. re-downloaded or, you know, however it, it actually occurs. We yeah, but found, I don't understand you know. that because, like, this is what they said last time as mm. well. And, like, I understood it when they had the, like, anti-Cylon measures in place. Yeah. But, like, on the ship, I don't know why that would be a thing. But... Mm. Like, where in space-time they can... What are the limits mm. of them being able to re... I just kind of looked at it as like an internet connection. Like how far away are you from like the Wi-Fi? The old school like internet dialing just came into my head. Like you remember when you said (laughs) the dialing? (laughs) Mom, get off the phone. I need to go on MSN Messenger. (laughs) When you like got to go, mom needs the phone. (laughs) Come back on half an hour later. Yeah, man. Oh, that's just what happened in my mind. I think this is a slightly more sophisticated dial-up. Yeah, I mean, kids these days will never understand. No, they never mm. will. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't know. We haven't seen enough of this. Um, we don't know. We've never been on a Cylon ship. No. So we don't know actually what their processes or structure are. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the actor um, Leoben, the actor, to your point about the waterboarding, like mm. I thought he acted the hell out of this scene. Yeah, he did um, really well. He did really well. Did we? Um, did we see? We did we miss a scene with the Dharma? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, um, you know. That's fine. all right. We don't yeah. like doing things in sequence. It's fine. <laughs> We're um, innovative and agile. Well, I mean, this was kind of all like one big scene to me. It but, was. Um, yeah. Anyway, in between, there is a really short scene where Adama goes to the morgue to like look at a perfectly I preserved ask... Leoben model. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was stupid. I was like, didn't didn't the Ragnarok one get left at Ragnarok? Like he at did. the anchorage? So where did this one come from? He completely did you just have it on the get ship? left at yeah. the anchorage? That is really exactly weird. what happened. Yeah. Oh no, wait. Wait, 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 Or did wait. they kill him? No, no, no I think he the, died yeah. of the poisoning and maybe they brought him on the ship, but yeah. I don't know. It makes me want to go back and watch a miniseries yeah, and like check it out. If anybody wants to fact check that, we'd be super happy about it. But the reason why <laughs> I bring it up... are quite short. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, that I was thought... Doral. Oh, that was Doral, yeah. Yeah, mm. I think... Tom, edit Tom out. <laughs> yeah, no, there was Dora was definitely left there, and he was alive because yeah. remember he was like, "I'm not a Cylon," blah blah blah. And then, and then all the Cylons came, Dorals and they like, came hey. in. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, but the reason I brought it up is because it's like this weird thing with like Adama gripping the phone like really tightly for ages, and then just says no, and it's like, is he gonna? <laughs> bash the body and like i just was yeah, so was confused really by weird. it that, that was a really weird scene i feel it like it really didn't need scene. to be in it to be honest no like, like particularly where it was placed because it was between like three longer scenes mm. of like the central plot yeah you know between like starbuck and leoben it was kind of like what what yeah. was that scene for that's why what i'm asking it about it because like <laughs> it just to me was, yeah, really it was really weird bizarre and like the gripping the phone thing yeah true he was like, like 
yeah, yeah. really holding on to that. Yeah. It was super weird. Mm. No, I agree. Good good bringing that up. Good bringing that <laughs> <laughs> We needed to Stop pointing out that. that I'm out of order. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, actually, now I am. Where are we? I know. This is why I shouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. Um, Bolter. We have a scene with Bolter and Boomer as he mm-hmm. processes her test results i found this actually really interesting she talks about that she's from troy on Erelon and you know i love my greek mythology i find it really interesting that they've just like lifted you know so many of not just the planets and the um the colonies naming conventions from greek mythology but also like troy you know is mm. a literal um city yep. in ancient greece um trojan horse people familiar with that myth would know you know it's quite a um well-known story mm. um and i found it really interesting for her to be from troy because you know the plot of the trojan horse is that like it looked like one thing but it was another mm. um and it was like you know they put it into like they bring in the Trojan horse as like a gift of a peace offering and then they all jump out and kill everyone. Oh, and so it was I kind love of your like, Greek mythology stuff because I knew about the Trojan horse. Yeah. But I didn't know it was affiliated with Troy. So that's very cool. Yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um yeah, anyway, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit about like it was just a good a good idea to put that in for boomers history. Mm. Um, we haven't found out enough about the colonies. Like we know that there's, you know, like Toron and Aeron and um, like Caprica and all these different kind of, you know, uh, well, you know, cause stuff. I can never remember the names. <laughs> like I just remember Caprica. Yeah. So. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Like it's the only one we've actually seen. Yeah. Um, and you know, Boomer also talks about her family dying in a tragic accident. And we hear about they the Bolter knows about though as well. So it's obviously some kind of catastrophe, but oh, I wonder if we'll like, find out what happens there you know because yeah it's it's obvious as you say of course that it like it's so convenient like mm. who the fuck knows how old boomer actually is or when when she showed up or when she was planted she's obviously had enough history to have either been a cadet on mm. the battle star and started that way yeah or trained with people who are on the battle star and then come in you oh. know through her military um career and yeah, she knows we see that, yeah we see that she's obviously been around before well before I would say the mm. um, destruction of the colonies because yep. she has the relationship with um, Tyrrell and Hilo has that thing for her and she knows everyone kind of quite well. So, yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like, I want to keep an eye on, like, th- this history I find, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah. But um, anyway, I digress because the main part of this scene is that Bolter sees that Boomer is a Cylon. So he's Cylon. And unsurprisingly, to does not confront her about it because unsurprisingly spineless. <laughs> yeah. And also, actually, um, you know, he and Six argue about what to do. Um, and she kind of like, she frightens him by being mm. like, well, she'll, you know, her Cylon, her Cylon trigger will kick in and she'll kill you kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, Bolter just has no backbone. And Absolutely he, yeah. not. I love when he's like, you know, um, ah, uh, um, ah, uh, yeah, you're, you're totally human. So human. So green. It's all green. Nothing the to see here. It's like bright, red, bright, red, bright red. green. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, like, I, I just think the longer this season goes on, the better Bolter gets. Like He's at, just so charming. Yeah, you hate him so much, but you love but him. But you love him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he is really good in this season. He's, like, he, yeah. yeah. He, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty big reveal. Like, this is the yeah. first time that anyone else in the fleet has confirmed that Boomer is a Cylon. Yeah. Cap- uh, Galactica Boomer. Which is, yeah. yeah. And I want to, I'm really interested, happens. we can talk about it in your predictions maybe, yes. but I'm really interested to see where, uh, what, where you think this will go, but where it will go because this is the first time, right, like, in all the plots so far, the Cylon has known 
they're a Cylon and they're tricking the humans or they don't know and humans don't know. But now there's like one situation where the humans know that person is a Cylon or a human knows and they have not told that. And then the Cylon. question is like, is she aware that she's a Cylon mm-hmm. and she's doing this? A weekly this? question. Yeah. Or is she, is it that thing that we said where it's just like occasionally she knows? Yeah. Yeah, triggers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) We'll find out. We had another scene. We have another scene with Rosalind. She continues to dream about Leoben and she decides to go over there and see him herself. Very definitively. Yes. She's like, made my decision. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Live for those scenes. Mm. Um, You know, when she gets there, um, Starbuck and um, she, before she gets there, I should say, you know, Starbuck and Leoben, um, after more waterboarding, they continue to talk. And he says, you know, he says a few things, but the main thing I want to call out is he says, all this has happened before and all of it will happen again, mm. which is what Six has said in the mm. past. And we learned that this is scripture. Like, she's like, don't quote that to me or something. So there must be some consistencies between the Cylon god and the human gods because they obviously have some areas of scripture god mm. that me, um that you know are consistent yeah um it's also sort of like a thing of like i don't think we've been told yet if this is the past or the future mm. or whatever but mm. it's like i mean whether it is the future or the past or whenever yeah. it is it's like maybe this is just a human cycle and maybe right now we're just like oh we forgot technology whatever let's do yeah. it and then like we're going to get bombed to the stone age by Cylons. This, mm. is, this is our future. That's your future and prediction this is of the week. Our, that's, that's my future <laughs> prediction of the week. Is, um, <laughs> AI is going to destroy us. You heard it here first. Wee. And also in the Terminator movies and yeah, true Battlestar Galactica. There's a prominent theme. The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Shall um, we continue? <laughs> we could go on, yeah. Um, yeah, and he also tells her her role, Starbucks' role, is to deliver him up to God. And he tells her that she'll find Kobol, which is the birthplace of all that will lead us to Earth. Which, as we remember from the first episode, President Roslin promised that they would find... No, no Adama, Adama, sorry. Mm. Adama promised that they would find Earth, but he admitted that, that he, he doesn't no know. Idea. And he just, like, made it up to give hope. Which, which I makes think sense. is a legit yeah. reason. But, you know, if they can find Kobol and Kobol will lead them to Earth, then, like, maybe they actually have some way of mm. getting somewhere. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, after they have that scene, Rosalind arrives and, and is displeased yes. at the state of affairs. But then um, what I thought was interesting about this is Starbucks like, oh, it's a machine. There's no limit mm. to the tactics that I can mm. use, um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also had that in my notes. Um, mm. And Rosalind, but Rosalind kind of throws it back at her when she's like, well, you've spent, having spent eight hours torturing this Cylon, you don't have any info to show for it. Yeah. Um, which is also, yeah, which is true. Which is, hey, let's be real, torture's not very effective. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Heard it here first. Yeah. I was about to say that. <laughs> I feel like it's been said over yeah. and over again. Some just like, um, pointed out. you know, Quite, just uh, like some change. political policies in place yeah. that people keep throwing down our throats aren't really an effective measure of uh, getting rid of terrorism, but they just keep doing it they anyway. They keep on giving it a red hot go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Starbuck passes on the information about COBOL and Earth, mm. and the president asks, you know, she, she kind of lets that slide, or, you know, she doesn't react to it, and she just goes to get him, to get Leo and cleaned up, and she asks him what she knows, uh, if he knows, sorry, if he knows who she is, and she apologizes for what he's been through. And this is like, I really love this scene, because at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is like Rosalind doing the Rosalind thing, which is like, you know, be political, like, be friendly with people, like, lead through, like, Cold-hearted. not forced. 
bitch. Oh, yeah, stone cold. Freaking love it. I loved it. And so she gets these restraints taken off. She offers to order his release if they, but they need to make sure. And she's very like, you know, I just need to make sure the bomb won't go off and blah, blah, blah. And we need to trust each other. And she reasons with him. And he admits, like, point blank, like, oh, I made the warhead up to buy some time because I was too far from, like, being able to, you know, re-upload or whatever. Yeah, but bullshit. I call bullshit. He's just trying to manipulate them. Yeah. So it's like he's just spent all this time with Starbuck, like, getting in her head, and now he's just going to tell her. It wouldn't even matter what, like, what Rosalind offered Mm. him. It was, like, all about just... Spending playing all that it. time playing the game and yep. then just like throwing in like oh don't don't mind her it's her military training yeah exactly like, yeah just messing I had with a everyone. note when I was like you know it teaches he, you to dehumanize people he he admits he made up the warhead to buy some time and then he mansplains the military <laughs> to the president like it's like really funny that he'd just be like you know as you say like you know it's just her military training it's like you fucking reckon like <laughs> someone's just kind of standing there like hmm. fuck you buddy. yeah fuck you i love how Rosalind never reacts to mansplaining though because this She's is a recurring so thing people constantly like adama's done it to her ty's done it to her like this guy like she just constantly has to be like told what's up and she never her face like mary mcdonald like just never really <laughs> reacts to it and i love it I love it. Um, and then good. he goes in for like a really aggressive hug. He needs hug. to be president. Super aggressive Super hug. aggressive. And he whispers to her that Adam is a Cylon and which, she doesn't react to that either. Which is great. But like also then, yeah, later on, yeah. doesn't tell him that. And I'm like, come on. You know he's messing with you. <laughs> um, but, you know, anyway, after after um, he said that to her, she just like, Rosalind just turns around and is like, Put him out the airlock. <laughs> I just love it. Loves I loved it. that so scene. Good. Because it was great. And I totally agree. Like, I'm sorry if I sound barbaric. But nah, I was like, no. Nah. He was clearly just like, they got what they needed to get out of him, which was that there wasn't a nuclear, you know, a nuclear um, detonator. Mm. And then, like, once once that was established, they'd had eight hours of, like, trying to get stuff out of him. Obviously, she could see from Starbuck, um, not having really anything to show for it, that he was just talking kind of his way around mm. and when he, like having said that stuff that he said to her like not nah, toxic get him out yeah i just wonder if they should have killed them and kept the body for like true but obviously they have that other purposes. one yeah yeah exactly they've already got a copy yeah um, there are many copies yeah there are many copies they've got plenty more to choose from yeah but to <laughs> me that was the only thing but yeah the airlock scene so good though so good yeah but, um, they do this a lot on the hundred. That's like, uh, they call it floating them, uh, um, which is like, and they use it a lot. It's same kind of same as frack. They're like, yeah. oh, go float yourself. Like, it's uh, just like, and um, it's really, it's always a really cool effect. Like, mm. but of course, like if you're in space, why would you take the time to kill some? Just put them in the space. Yeah. Yeah. Let it take care Let of it itself. Let it do it. Yeah. yeah. And I love that like, um, you know, when Starbuck kind of has this change of heart, because when the president like gives the order, Starbuck's like, no, don't do it kind of thing. And the president is like, look, you know, he's insidious in his idea planting Mm. and like, you don't keep a deadly machine around. And I like that she uses the language that Starbuck like was just using a minute ago to be like, he's a machine. Yeah. Starbuck just like goes really, she just lost her edge real quick, really quickly. And it was a really weird moment when she put her hand to the glass. I thought so too. I didn't buy it. No. I was like, no, that's too much of a pivot. 
It's too much. I think that if they left that out and like maybe just some really good facial mm. expressions yeah, from her, that would have been a lot. And better, then in the my scene after where she's like, yeah, and like because like both of them together were too heavy handed. Too heavy handed. If it was like one or the other, and I could I, buy it. And I kind of feel like that's a direction. I mean, it's a writing thing because I'm sure that that was in the script. But I feel like it didn't need to be. It would no. have been better if it had been subtler, and the direction could have been a lot subtler as well. Because like you know if. She hadn't been having this kind of like moment. I don't know. I just mm. I didn't buy that last couple of beats. No, though, and that kind of. But it's the same thing, like throwing it, the hitting them over the head with it. And I think yeah. that this is a problem often with television. I think that sometimes like television stations, and I don't know if Sci Fi Channel is so mm. much like this, but I think that. You know, they're like, oh, people don't really get it. And it's like, yes, we do. They do. We're intelligent. They're watching it. They're yeah. watching it. Like, you know, they're following along because they want to. But um, but I think that if yeah. they hadn't done that, because especially because it was so public as yeah, well. exactly. And it's right yeah. in front of everybody. And it's against kind of character. Because yeah. like she would have up. the bravado in in that moment front of everybody like, nah. and then go and do the secret thing because then later she's yeah. being very secretive yeah. about yeah. The, taking the out the young um, gods. And yeah. it's like if you've just been very openly sympathetic yeah in yeah. front of everyone it's very strange yeah so when Starbuck gets back on the Galactica she takes out some religious paraphernalia paraphernalia god that word um I guess it's kind of like a rosary like for her to be like it looks like, like she's it's kind a god of, isn't it yeah it's Aphrodite like, you know and how- Adam uh, you would have listened he asked oh. her if she did did she? He asked her, so he was like, do you, uh, do you um, pray to the gods? And he said, uh, um, is it Aphemeia Af- and Aphrodite? Or Aphrodite is definitely a character. Aphemeia, I don't remember. No, no, no. Athena? I don't know if it's that. Athena? Athena? I don't know. Apollo? Nah, it wasn't Apollo. No, because that would be weird. Nah, I don't know. It was two. No, I don't know. It was two, two A's. I think it was two yeah, A's right. and definitely one of them was Aphrodite. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I feel like maybe they were the two uh, that she pulled okay, out. Okay, that she pulled mm. out. Yeah. But he definitely mentioned two. I, I mentioned like a rosary, because, rosary, sorry, because it was more like her, like the way she was kind of caressing them mm. and muttering was kind of like how people hold rosary beads. Yeah. But again, like, yeah, it was obviously those figures. Yeah. And, you know, she kind of goes like, oh, if he had a soul, if he had one, take care of it. Again, I just thought, don't have that. But it was so after she'd had this whole conversation about about you slaughtered my entire civilization. Mm. Like, yeah. you've sinned? Yeah. Like, your, your race? I just, exactly. I just can't believe. Yeah, they had yeah. a lot of kind of philosophical conversations, which although you can feel sad that someone died, it doesn't necessarily endear you to, like, their mission and the, the evils that they mm. kind of did. Um, oh, and I wanted to call out before, when we were talking about the way that Leoben is um, put out the airlock. It's exactly the same way that he disappears exactly. in so Rosalind's good. dream. That's and what I thought I that love that was really that. cool. And then so I was kind of cool. like, was the dream a premonition? Or is like is the Kamala extract that she's taking giving her this kind of you know how the doctor talked about there being weird side effects? Yeah. Like maybe what? So she's suddenly a precog? No. <laughs> I just mean like, is it giving her the idea that like she is having like is she reacting to it in a way that she thinks she's having like Premonition. Uh, okay, things, I understand. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't of... think she's a precog. <laughs> <laughs> this has some bad side effects. Now you can see the future. <laughs> Everybody's on Kamala. Uh, no, I thought that it was just raising interesting questions about Cylon's ability to get into the heads of people mm, because, yeah, like, true. we've seen this with Six in um, Bolter. Yeah, and like how much is a dream and how much of it yeah. is planted or yeah, you know, or something to that effect. Or, because yeah. it's too similar for it to be. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And then the final scene we have with the Dharma and um, or on the 
on the Galactica is with Adama and the president. Um, and she doesn't say anything. No, nah, she doesn't say anything about it. She doesn't say anything about the cancer. Um, and, you know, they discuss that he discusses the terrible risk that she took. And um, she's just like, well, the perk of the presidency is I don't have to explain that to you. And I thought that and was freaking boss. Yeah, and he kind of respected that. I saw yeah. him kind of, yeah, yeah fair enough. Because, yeah. like, that's pretty much his approach too. Yeah. It's like, it's a military decision. Yeah, exactly. So I like that they had that moment. But, you know, that cancer is going to get out. Like, mm. people are going to find out about mm. it. So I feel like that, yeah, that was an opportunity for her to, you know, Tell share. Him. Yeah. yeah. But I think what we're seeing is that she doesn't really trust share anyone like but herself with people yeah that and i think that regarded. she doesn't necessarily trust him yet because yeah. i don't understand why she wouldn't have told him that the because yeah, obviously that not the Oban, that he was because they've no. seen and they were yeah and also because they were on the ragnar anchorage where all the silence absolutely. were having like an allergic reaction and or whatever he and he was it. fine which yeah. is what i said earlier yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. it seems so obvious to me so yeah. anyway whatever Weird. should we talk about caprica we should well and silent occupied caprica Important update, Boomer has her hair down. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like the first time we've seen her with her hair out. And I was like, three exclamation marks. Wait, did she not have her hair out when she was like having sex? Or we don't know. Well, maybe. It's I mean, like front shots. on, it looked in, in the day. I was like, oh, girl, you look like you just got a blowout. But no. <laughs> well, not that. Mm. <laughs> um, so she like nicks off from her little, After you know, sexy time watching him sleep to uh, meet Doral and Six in a very distractingly overexposed playground. Mm. That was weird. That whole scene was weird. weird. But um, yeah, I was so funny. Like, so the scene starts and she's like, we had sex. And they're like, does he love you? It's like, is this high school? Like, what is going on? Like, it, it was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Because like, it was so oh, kind of like, it? does he love you now? Like, yeah. And then Doral. So, yeah, she's talking to the, the other Cylons about this grand plan. And they're kind of like, does he love you now? Like, cool. Like, you know, we're going to set up a little cabin for you to find. And you'll just need to stay and wait it out and, you know, make, you know, convince him to stay. It shouldn't be hard. And if he doesn't want to stay, just shoot him. Like, you know. So that was strange. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, okay, cool, and, like, nicks off. And then there was a super hokey montage of their relationship. So hokey. I guess to your point last week, like, the show was released weekly and they probably felt like maybe they had to, like, reiterate. Because we really only have, like, one or two scenes with them but a week. Still. But it was so painful. I was like, this is cringy. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like, it was her memories as well, like, her thinking of her own memories because mm. of how she acts in that, like, when she gets back. But yeah, it was so, so hokey. What I read from when she got back is she's going to go somewhere where they won't find them. But, like, then you don't know. I don't think that that was very obvious, though. I just felt like she freaked out. She told Healer they've got to go on the run and get going immediately. And, like, obviously she shook up. But I don't think it made it clear. And I'm not saying one way or the other. You don't think that they're bashing us over the head with the fact that she had all these nice memories? I know. clear enough? Well, I just think, like... It doesn't set up that she's genuinely on the run with him or not. Like, no. It's just more that she's, like, freaking out. Uh, like, I don't know. What I read from that is, like, she's going to go... She doesn't want to be in a situation where he can get her. Like, yeah, she loves yeah, him. Yeah, They're like, yeah, yeah. oh, does he love you? And, but, like, she's like, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't know. I... I'm interested interested to see where this goes, but I just thought that was a really hokey couple yeah, of scenes. It was. Not my week for them. Cool. Plus no Hilo. And I prefer Hilo to Sharon. So Sharon, she's Sharon. Cool. She's one of them yeah. now. Themes? Yes, let's do it. So obviously religious fundamentalism is one of them. Your um, fave. <laughs> 
hashtag terrorism. <laughs> um, so this is so much like the kind of religious fundamentalist kind of dogma. It's like, mm. you know, I'm more than this body. I mm. can't die. Um, and so that whole thing, obviously, we're kind of reiterating the terrorism vibe of everything. So being part of something bigger than yourself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's mm. what I had to say on that. Um, kind of, I guess, related to that is kind of the idea of God and fate. Um, so, like, I think the uh, question of what sin is was mm. interesting, particularly in a religi- religious fundamentalism kind of discussion. And as a justification for things. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, the Cylons justify eradicating humans or the 12 colonies as like you know adjust like that because the humans like didn't create like they you know were kind of did the wrong thing by god and Mm. like that they weren't right and they weren't created perfectly in his image and the silence are but then it's like no but god didn't like eradicate the 12 colonies the silence did that so they're not actually taking any ownership over what they enacted Mm. and that's the same justification that's given by religious fundamentalists Mm. so i think that that is a really interesting um, you know, correlation, obviously, I always like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, the thing that I thought was a little bit different, which like you don't really see so much in uh, religious fundamentalism, IRL, mm-hmm. <laughs> is like the destiny. Uh, so not the destiny, but the loops, like yeah. the idea yeah, that yeah, it like yeah. loops around, like this is how it goes and yeah. like this happens and this happens and then it switches around. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think both, like, uh, kind of blending the military side of things and the um, religion, you know, conversation, mm. um, both both of the key kind of philosophies put forward in this episode use belief as a form of justification. So, mm. like, you know, the Cylons use their religious belief as a justifier for what they do to the humans and, and have done. Um, but then, you know like Starbuck uses her military um, protocol and, and, you know, that he's a machine as a justification for torturing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is a thing that I've always found really interesting as someone who has obviously been really like um, interested and studied in the field of kind of terrorism Mm. is to me, when I look at it, I don't really see that much distinction between state sponsored military and terrorism to Mm. me. They're both like this idea that you're like, what you're doing is worth fighting for. um, And that, that, that justifies everything. And so like Mm. that comes back, as you said, to the torture debate, it's like, oh, but they're machines. It's okay. It's like, you know, the same thing with the Guantanamo and the way Mm -hmm. that terrorists have been treated or potential terrorists. It's like, oh, well, everything is justified Mm. based on the fact that we know we're right. Mm. And so, and that's how everyone's justifying it. And so I thought that was really good in this episode is like, that's, that's what they're doing. They're like, this is justified because X and they're both justifying it in their own terms. So, Mm. and I mean, at the time that this was made, like Guantanamo Bay Bay was like a very big discussion, Mm. like, you know, in, in, the global kind of well what what constitutes appropriate you know processes mm. so but also, i think yeah. it's hard to watch it now and not be like well obviously that was made like at a time when that was a conversation that was occurring yeah and i mean i don't think we stopped having that conversation no. but um yeah so i mean that's uh, it'd be interesting to see, to see how this show moves that forward and mm-hmm. and talks about it further um and then obviously we've sort of like as we've been talking about is this idea of what human is um so we've got starbucks arc and her kind of like obviously deciding that he's at least got some humanity if Mm -hmm. not being considered a human Mm -hmm. but then also the caprica boomer and then the silence kind of saying she's one of them is very like yeah you know what what is it that she's doing that makes her like that i mean six's behavior with 
falter. Mm. Although she was still a little bit more robot-y, but like mm. in some ways. And so I anyway, but I think that's an ongoing thing. All of these discussions are ongoing through the yeah. series. So yeah, obviously evolving. this episode was much more like moving it forward. And I'm yeah. interested to see how these kind of go on. But um, And then, yeah, as we talked about before, just mm. bring it up before we finish up, is like the first names thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Like him talking, is that like a thing he does for humans? Is it a sign of disrespect? Is it mm. a sign of respect? Like, I don't is know. Is it a point of um, differentiating? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, we never really hear him refer to himself at all. So no, but then just, just because of the comment on uh, Caprica with Sharon, mm. it's like, oh, well, she's like one of them now. And it's mm. like interesting because mm. it wasn't even like they called her boomer no it was a specific first name and he called um starbuck cara as well mm-hmm. so anyway and laura. yeah yeah well laura yeah obviously but the he also like he he didn't even i don't even know where he got cara from like yeah. did he know that she was cara thrace or yeah but he yeah. definitely at some point started referring to her as cara so i mean obviously we're in australia so we're a really informal culture like yeah. we call everyone by their first names which or i shortened. love yeah, or shortened names, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is, um, I mean, I don't get short, oh, I get Lisa, I guess, you would get Mal. I feel like you've got, I, th- I think in Australia, I feel like if you have two syllables or less, you don't necessarily get it shortened. If you have three or more syllables in your name, it gets increased. Like, I'm Malia, so it's like, you know, Mal, I get a lot. Yeah. Um, but even like, you know, like, yeah, producer Tom, just Tom. Like, his name isn't Thomas. It's but literally just Tom. Oh, yeah, and we TG. shortened it to TG. Oh, you get last yeah. names as well. I yeah. get, like, um, so, like, my middle name is Charlotte, but I use that. I get Charlie. Yeah. Um, my last name's actually Williamson. I get Willie a lot when I was younger. <laughs> oh, I bet. So, like, all the family get Willie. Yeah. All of us get Willie. Um, but it's just, like, we get a lot of those. Ooh, Tomo, Davo. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. mate. Yep. But, yeah, so, I mean, for us, like, the first thing <laughs> not that being, big a deal. maybe not that big a deal, but in the but military. But it is a form it is. of intimacy, too. Like, I think yeah, it's, like, absolutely. you know, that's um, Leoben building, whether it's, you know, manufactured or, um, you know, authentic or not. It's his way of building intimacy with those people he's talking Which to. Which he's really good at mm. and obviously yeah. pulling out those things. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. let's go for the counts. Oh, yeah. We had only two fracks, both from Starbuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a whole crew, whole crew here on the Cylons. We had seven, two boomers, two sixes, a Doral, a Leoben. I think we can call them Leobens now. Mm. And a Raider. Mm. So, uh, whole, whole gang. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no boning because we were no kind of boning. hoping that it would be flesh and boning, bone. But it yeah. is not. No boning. Um, there so was a lot of that last week though. So There was a lot of sexy yeah, scenes no. last week. <laughs> um, predictions I have. Um, only a few. Yeah. So first my prediction was Adama is not a Cylon. <laughs> um, I also just can't true. imagine that Rosalind's going to go down that path of suspect, suspecting mm. that he is. Um, but I couldn't say. Um so I, I'm predicting that Bolter won't tell people about Galactica Boomer straight away. But then while we were talking, I was maybe nagging on that. Like, I was like, oh, maybe he mm. will tell them right away. But I don't know. There's something in his character where, like, I don't know. I feel like he's going to mm. 
not approach her because that would obviously be very risky, but maybe mm. just like keep it to himself for a little while. And look, or, like, he's pretty wait. craven. Like yeah. unless Six is like, tell this person, otherwise this will happen. Yeah. I can't see him taking initiative. No, I think that he'll wait until she gets tested with everybody else mm. and then just be like, oh, oh, oh wow, whoops. she's a Cylon. Yeah. Um, and then my other one was that Caprica Boom is separating from the other Cylons and that she is going to take Yellow somewhere else. So She's gone rogue. She's gone rogue because she loves him. And there's <laughs> a lot sex. of... And they had sex, <laughs> and he loves her now, and that's how it works. Sharon. Boys and girls, if you haven't got a partner yet, this is how it works. You just you just meet someone, and then you just spend a lot of time together, and then you have sex, and then you love each other. That's exactly how simple it is. <laughs> exactly like that. That's when you know someone's a Cylon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they think like that's how relationships work. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. All of them think that. Now he loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's on for next week? Next week, we're going to be discussing episode nine. It's called Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down with a Ooh, pun sounds in like the bondage. title. Yeah. Well. Oh, T-I-G-H? Yeah. Ooh. Double pun. So no no prizes for guessing who that's going to be about. Oh. But um, yeah, we, we will see you next week. Don't forget, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Correct us. If we were wrong, Please we can take do. it. We can. And, Constructive um, feedback. Yeah, feedback at beersbeatsbsg at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.